Want to talk about a wide receiver in the draft? We can do that. I did that here in Cincinnati yesterday, and I'm going to share with you what exactly that means. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. And speaking of baseball, I'm in Cincinnati to cover the Pirates opener today's season opener against the Reds. And Kanan Smith-Najigba just made the Pirates roster after a superb spring. He is the brother of Jackson Smith-Najigba, who is expected to be the top wide receiver taken in the draft. Now, when exactly he'll be taken, it's hard to tell because you have to go through each of the individual teams and their needs. And then there are some defensive players who look like they're sure bets to be top 10 selections. At least four quarterbacks in the top five for sure in the top 10. So there is a possibility that Smith-Najigba falls into the Steelers' range. And when I say the range, I'm going to keep using Omar Khan's words against him when he said that they'd entertain the idea of moving up if there was a player that they really liked. So 17 overall is not unrealistic to think that Smith-Najigba could fall that far. However, when I brought that up with his brother, he goes, what? Get out of here. He's top 10. He's top 10. That's fine. He might be a top 10 talent. Doesn't mean you're a top 10 draft pick, again, because of the needs. And if I hear you correctly right now in your head listening to this, you're saying, well, the Steelers don't have a need at wide receiver. Why would they take a wide receiver? Well, you might want to take a look at some film of this guy. He can make plays. He can make them out of nothing. He has phenomenal body control. He has terrific acceleration when it comes to yards after the catch. And he's enough of a route runner and possession guy that you could see him putting up triple digits when it comes to catches. In other words, right. He could be someone who is a more likely replacement, if not immediately, but in the longer term, for Deontay Johnson. An upgraded Deontay. I think possibly a significantly upgraded Deontay. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Now, am I taking a shot at Deontay when I say that? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I don't want to keep repeating the same criticisms of him over and over again, especially if you're a regular listener. You've already heard how I feel about his drops in big situations, how he tends to fold in those situations in general, the curling backward and losing yardage, uh, all that stuff. He's not an $18 million wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know that he's a $12 million wide receiver in a fair and equitable, all other things being ignored NFL. But that's what the Steelers have right now. 
it doesn't mean it's what they have to have after 2023. If you had a wide receiving core, hear me out, of George Pickens, a healthy Calvin Austin III, I assume nothing where CA3 is concerned until he comes in and just has a clean bill. And someone who is a dynamic slash possession type guy like Smith Najigba, all of a sudden, you've got a very different looking offense from your most important weapons standpoint. What did Ben Roethlisberger always say to management? What was his plea? Get me weapons. Get me weapons. Well, if you want to be fair to Kenny, and I think the Steelers have certainly uh, done a lot of things right in that regard already this offseason as it relates to the offensive line, you'll get him a couple of other weapons. You'll get him someone who's more reliable than Deontay as your principal receiver, and you'll get him somehow, some way, even though he really doesn't have those guys in his backfield, a running back who can catch the ball too. We never talk about this, by the way. Did you notice that? We never talk about uh, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren not adding uh, to the passing attack. And maybe it's because we blame it on Matt Canada or whatever, but that's another subject for another day. I think Kenny would benefit immensely from having both of those weapons. But the first of those weapons is way harder to find. And for those of you who enjoy, for whatever reason, comparing the Steelers' current weapons at wide receiver to what is enjoyed here in Cincinnati, no. And I'll say that into infinity, or at least until the reality changes, no. What Joe Burrow has here isn't just Jamar Chase. It's also T. Higgins. It's also Tyler Boyd. It's also a number of talented tight ends that he's had here. It's also Joe Mixon. And it's also they have spent money. The Bengals have on an offensive line. It hasn't been all that fruitful, but they've spent it. If you want Kenny to have weaponry like that, if you want Kenny to ascend to that level or close to that level, it's going to take an upgrade on WR1. And Jackson Smith Najigba is an upgrade on WR1. And I would not rule out that if he falls to 17, that whatever other plans or designs the Steelers might have had could go right out the window. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Ken... Who wonders if the Steelers are going all in on the defensive line front when it comes to the first few picks that they've got in this draft? Ken, there are voluminous signs to that effect. If you were to analyze all the different pro days, how many representatives the Steelers had at each one, who those representatives were and how high they rank or how low they rank in the Steelers hierarchy, 
you would emerge from that process thoroughly convinced that it's going to be a defensive lineman. It's going to be at least one defensive lineman out of those three picks, 17, 32, and 49. You just would. Doesn't mean it would come to pass. Uh, This came up in one of Mike Tomlin's two sessions out in Phoenix this week where he laughed. He literally laughed when it came up that the Steelers have this many guys at that pro day or whatever else. He said, you guys looking at stuff like that, you're completely wasting your time. Now, do you buy that? Or do you think that might be part of a smokescreen or whatever? I don't know. But I do know that if I were the GM or I were the head coach, or for that matter, if I were Andy Weidel in his position, I'd want to lay my own eyes on who I'm taking. I don't care what kind of signs I'm sending to the rest of the league or what it'll mean to the teams picking at 18, 33, and 50. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. I need to see this player. I need to meet this player. I need to take him out for dinner and take every other opportunity to get to know as much as I can because so, so, so much rides on these picks. Defensive line remains my own personal favorite for what they'd take. That doesn't mean that I'm making that as a prediction. It means it's the one that I would choose if it were up to me. I think it would make the biggest impact on this team. I will, for the sake of conversation, for the sake of consideration, throw out different possibilities like I did in the opening segment today. I was reminded of that by running into the kid's brother here in Cincinnati yesterday. But all the same, it was like, okay, what would happen if? But I still, the more that time passes and the more, this is important too, to weigh, that the Steelers have addressed other things that I thought they might address in the draft, notably guard, tackle, uh, really across the board with the offensive line, the more I'm convinced that it's going to be the defensive line. They know they need trenches. And the way they've gone about the offensive trenches is to go and spend a lot of money. I'm just really close to convinced that they're going to take the draft. They're going to use the draft to take care of the other side of the football. And it'll be the first time in a long time that they've done that with their top couple of picks. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do one more of these tomorrow. 